What is up, collective? I hope you guys are doing well. Today, I just, I kind of wanted to just keep it real simple, real realistic. <laughs> um, not that any of my other episodes aren't realistic, but, you know, no intro, no music, no real research I did um, other than in my brain uh, for pulling out parts of my life and memory. And I've kind of touched on this um, in other episodes, uh, but I wanted to repeat myself about this because right now in life, especially in the world, the mind can run away with you. Your thoughts can frighten you, for lack of a better word, because of what's going on. And I thought about this today. I actually wrote a journal entry today, which I never do. I'm so bad with consistently writing journal entries, um, which a friend of mine said that I need to start recording them and I'd probably be more consistent with it because I do like the podcast. And then I thought, oh, wow, the podcast is kind of like a journal entry for me as well. So, but I was writing in my journal today and I was talking about ever since I like reintroduced Twitter back into my life. Uh, it's, it's like nothing but the crazy chaos that's going on in the world. It's like every, and obviously it's who I follow too. Uh, I follow, you know, like the Daily Wire and Candace Owens and, you know, things like that. Not all. I follow a lot of artists too, a lot of musicians, but I follow a lot of news and, I'm not down, I'm not downing any of the people I follow because obviously I wouldn't follow them if I didn't want to see what they post. But they're just letting me know what's going on in the world. And it's sad. It's sad, especially if you have an empathic nature, like that's your default. It's really hard to see that shit. It's really hard to compartmentalize like what's going on and like numb yourself from it which you kind of have to do it's like being a triage nurse you have to like be numb or a hospice nurse like there's there's a part of your daily routine where you have to kind of shut off your humanity so to speak and I talk about fitness a lot on this podcast. I talk about mental health a lot on this podcast. I talk about mindset a lot on this podcast. And like I was saying a second ago, your mindset is very important right now, especially because of the things that we have to kind of tune out and we almost have to be numb to, which is sad in itself that we have to be somewhat numb to mass shootings and apparently the normalcy of pedophilia which is ridiculous and sick and just I I could go on and on and name all these things I don't really want to but I'm so glad that I had a mindset shift a really long time ago and the world has never been a hundred percent you know it's always kind of been a little bit of chaos you know and some sometimes it's been a lot of chaos (laughs) But I've never seen evil in the way that I've seen it lately. And so, you know, your mindset can make or break your life. It really can. It can put you in a deep, dark hole and it can keep you there and it can paralyze you. Um, 
or it can make you make a difference. And that I think is what's important. And I think we've all kind of lost sight of, you know, the important aspects of living this life is that we're here for a reason. We all have like a mission, if you will, whether you believe it's, it's a religious mission or not, it's still a mission nonetheless. And I've thought about this recently also too, like what impact do I make on this world? What impact will I make onto the world? You know, like what do I want to be known for, I guess? What do I want to leave as my legacy? What do I want to show my son? What do I want him to carry out in his life as, he's, as he grows up? And honestly, it's just from what I said at the beginning of starting this podcast and really my whole life, I've even when I was a little girl, I don't remember a lot of my childhood, but a big part of it is I remember being so generous and I wasn't necessarily taught that because I was, a, I was, you know, I mean, being transparent here, I was a very spoiled only child. You know, I was a daddy's girl. My dad got me whatever I wanted, but he compensated, you know, because my mom wasn't around. So he figured, you know, if she has everything she wants, she can't be sad about her mom, right? Which obviously is never the way to go about it. But anyway. Um, I used to give my toys away all the time, though. I would give my stuff away a lot, and not because of special occasions either. It wasn't just because somebody had a birthday or it was Christmas. I would just give my stuff away. I remember, um, I don't, I don't know how old I was. Maybe seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't know, somewhere in there. I would go play with my cousins, and they were all boys for the most part because my baby girl cousin, she was baby, so she really wasn't playing with us. And my father would give me a substantial amount of money, cash, because that's what we had back then, to just for me to, like, hang out with my cousins on a random, like, Thursday, you know what I mean, or, or weekend or something. And I would always buy them all candy and drinks and snacks and stuff. And even I remember my cousin saying to me and my aunts, my uncle's always telling me, like, how generous I was. And it wasn't because I knew what that was. It was just because I didn't want anybody to feel left out. I didn't want anybody to feel lack. I didn't want anybody to feel like they couldn't have what I had. And from, like I'm saying, like from me being a little girl, I've always wanted everyone to feel good, for everyone to be okay. Um... And not even doing this consciously, just, you know, doing it because I just didn't think, I didn't know any better. That was, this was just all I knew. And I've done this my whole life, even growing up. I still do this um, in different ways. Now, it's not always like things and money. It's, you know, wisdom, I guess, things that I've learned along the way and Things, places where I fucked up and I learned from my mistakes and, you know, stuff like that. But that's, like, going to be what I leave behind. That's what people are going to remember me for the most, I believe, is just how much I always, I I felt the need to be inclusive, right? Always make sure everybody's good. I'm definitely one of those people where I, you know, I always text people to make sure they got home or, 
you know, I, I've just always kind of wanted everybody that I love to be okay, you know. And even people where I've had falling outs or we don't talk anymore, I, I still send them that energy too. Um, I don't have any enemies. You know, even if there's people where we had fallings out or I don't talk to them anymore, I don't look at these people as like my, my enemies and I wish bad things. But I would never do that. Um, because again, I don't want anybody to feel lacked. Now, before I get into the main topic of this episode, I do want to share something that I was feeling some type of way about, I'll say a situation, because I don't want to give too much of it away. And what I'm noticing in the younger generations is that they don't have Actually, they do have. They do have more resources. And I guess when you have more of something, you take it for granted in some way. I'm not sure. Uh, There's just more readily available information like Google and podcasts and, and YouTube videos where they can get this kind of help, you know, this kind of like babysitting, if you will. I mean, it's one way to look at it, I guess. And in my generation and generations before me, we kind of had to figure shit out on our own for the most part. Um, I mean, I'm not like a dinosaur. I did grow up with the internet a little bit. So I had some access to stuff like this. But really, a lot of the mindset stuff that I've figured out throughout the throughout the years, I've really come to terms with it on my own. I've really faced it and opened the door and walk down the hallway in the dark by myself. Um, of course, friends and interactions and my son absolutely have definitely helped me along the way and kind of made it easier to get through, made me a stronger person too. But really, fitness and martial arts have been the key catalyst for me rewiring what wasn't, what was shorting out up there. Um, and it's not, it's so crazy because I just, I hear it constantly from younger generations. They're, it's like a trend now, you know, self-help is like a trend and that's great. I mean, if you're taking it serious, that's great, but there's so many self-help books and there's so many mental health podcasts and there's so many YouTube videos and there's so much information, so much resource that I think we a lot of times we take it for granted. And I watch a lot of vlogs on YouTube. Um, and they really, it's it's like my like reality TV almost, but it's not as gross as reality TV. <laughs> I mean, the ones I watch aren't anyway. These are young women and, a young, and young males who are very inspiring. And I watch it because I, I, I want to know what my son, it's more kind of like research too. I want, and it inspires me also, but I want to be ready with information for my son. And I share these vlogs with him because he will listen and and resonate with this younger generation. Um, And just seeing a 22-year-old kid or 22-year-old boy, like, or guy, I should say guy, they're not boys, like have this mindset of you know like there's this one and I have to shout him out because he's 
I, my son watches him, and I, I like, I suggested this channel. His name is Kelly Wakasa. I believe that's what his channel is called too. But his lo- his like slogan is "Do what excites," and yes, he does talk about dumb shit on there. He like farts and stuff like that. Of course, I mean he's young. He's of course he's going to. But the way that his mind works at his age, he's only, I think, 23 years old. And the way his mind works and his girlfriend is like such this beautiful presence and soul too. And they're so young and they're so inspiring. And I don't really know if I was that inspiring at their age. I mean, I'm sure I had a little bit because I've kind of always been this way, like I said. But I had a different experience at 22, 23. I was going to clubs and you know, breaking my eardrums with loud music and, you know, like experimenting with drugs and alcohol. I mean, I I was partying. And it's like this generation of 20-year-olds are like, you know, reading books and making book vlogs. And, you know, like it's just so, it's such a different world. And it, it I love the way that it's go, where the, the direction that it's going. But then I worry about the early 30-year-olds. Um, and well, I mean, just the 30 year olds in general, because I don't see that type of stuff. I see some healthy behaviors, but I don't see what the, the young 20 year olds are doing. Like, and I'm talking about, you know, my son dates 15 all the way to 23, 24. Like there's a majority of them that I'm coming into contact with that are just so inspiring. And it just warms my heart to see a young generation like that who grew up with the internet for sure and social media and TikTok and all these things and a smartphone, they're they're going in the opposite direction than trying to be all powerful and do this. Like they're really trying to help people. And I just, it really like gives me hope for this younger generation that's coming up. And like I said, I'm kind of worried about 30 year olds and i I will say I was 30 in my 30s, my early 30s in like 2012, 2013, 2014. Um, And life doesn't seem much different from then till now for me. Even the shit that I see in the news, it's, it's definitely gotten worse, but it's still there. I mean, there was mass shootings in 2012. Um, pretty devastating one in Colorado. I was actually living in Colorado when it happened. And there were things happening, but I remember because I was do I was so engulfed in, in Muay Thai and training and teaching and and yoga that I didn't let it take me down. You know, I didn't let it cripple me or, or whatever. So why I say that I worry about the young 30-year-olds because I have some friends and I have, I've listened to vloggers and seen things on Instagram and social media from people this, in this age group and they're all kind of struggling with mental health. Not all. I'm not going to say all. Of course not all. But a big majority that I'm coming across, and I don't know if it's on purpose, like I'm supposed to because I'm, it's going to like give me inspiration to do episodes like this. I don't know. But it kind of makes me sad. Everybody's striving for status. Everybody's striving for likes. It's like they're so worried about becoming creators and influencers. That's like the biggest thing for for these, you know, late 20-year-olds to early 30-year-olds. 
And it's all about status I'm seeing. And then their mental health is suffering from it. I'm seeing these, a lot of women talk about they're going to therapy and they're, you know, taking CBD oil and they're doing all these things. They're, they're exper- experimenting with all these things. And what's really crazy is a lot of them are moms, first time moms. And they're trying to battle their mental health stuff and raise a kid and have a personal life and run a household and do this and do that and do that. And since the beginning of time, women have shown that they are resilient creatures. We can do a lot of shit. (laughs) We can do a lot of shit. But for some reason, I'm seeing this age group where they are struggling with this. They may act like they have it all together but then they break down. I've seen a lot. And I've I've mentioned that I do not resonate with the crying on social media. Um, I just don't get it. But then again, I'm not a big crier. Like, I don't... I've never been that way. Like, of course I cry, but, like, you're probably never going to see it. And if I do on this episode, it's probably because I'm talking about death or somebody who's died that, I'm, that I love, my dad, like... Stuff like that. Like, I really, it takes a lot for me to get to that point. And for me to film myself crying, that's just, that's never going to (laughs) happen. It's just never going to happen. I don't even want to be around people when I cry. I don't even want to be around my phone. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, you know, so the whole, like, concept of that is, like, crazy. And I've seen it so much. It's one of the reasons why I decided to delete my TikTok account. Um, because it was becoming this normal thing that girls did. And it's not normal. It's not normal. It doesn't help you. It doesn't release anything. I know that people are saying that it helps your mental health. It absolutely does not, because you know what happens when you do stuff like that online? You get bullied. Yeah, you get a lot of people who are, you know, on your side and rooting for you, but you get a lot of bullies as well. And I hate that that's a thing. I wish that all humans were good people, but they're not. So if you're already having a hard time with your mental health, like opening yourself up for the public is probably not the way to go about treating that. Um, You know, you have to have a backbone in this day and age. You have to have a tight grip of reality too. Um, And... Something that martial arts has taught me is how to not only be physically strong, but mentally strong. Because it is a, you're battling for your life, in, so to speak. You know, obviously I'm, I'm not in danger, but in some way I am. Because if I do not pay attention, I'm going to get injured. If I do not focus and practice what I'm learning, I'm not going to be able to incorporate that to protect myself during sparring. So it was so many times that I had to mentally play this chess game of how do I not get hit? How do I remember to do all the blocks and the combos and the, you know, check, you know, checking the kicks every time and and remembering to watch the shoulders so that I know what's going to be thrown at me so that I could be prepared. There is so much that you have. There's and here's here's where I'm going to bring it all. I'm going to all like bring it all back into focus is that no matter what was going on in my life outside of that gym, I had to stay present while I was in there. Because if I didn't, I'm going to get 
my jaw dislocated. And I got my jaw dislocated twice. And it's no fun. And it was not my sparring partner's fault. It was absolutely my fault for many reasons. One, because I didn't blow my nose before I started sparring. So I couldn't breathe by the time we were like a minute, half a minute to a minute in. Um, And the reason you blow your nose is because if you get hit in the face quite a few times in your nose, you start to, your nose starts to swell. Like when you get sick, your nasal passages swell and you can't breathe. So then your nasal passages start to dry up and you start to get clogged. And then you start breathing out of your mouth. And when you start breathing out of your mouth with a mouth guard in, it leaves your bottom jaw completely open and vulnerable. So uh, that's one of the reasons, which is a major reason. But the other reason is because I did block the punches. And I was highly trained at this point. I wasn't a newbie. I had, didn't just start. I had been training for a long time. And I screwed up. But I'll tell you what, after those two times, I never it never happened again because I never allowed that to happen again. And a lot of what life is, is learning from your bullshit, right? Learning from your mistakes, learning from your bullshit. The problem that I'm seeing a lot is that nobody's learning from their shit. They're reading all these books, they're listening to all these podcasts, They're crying on TikTok. They're watching a TikTok for inspiration. But yet they're still having these issues. They never seem to fully go away. And guess what? That's another part of it is they're not being realistic. There is no it goes away. All of my bullshit I had in my early 30s and my early 20s and my teen years, it's still all there. It's still all there. I just know that I don't need it. So I never tap into that energy. And that's an interesting point to bring up because I had one of those moments, if you will, try to seep its way back into my life, into my reality during a painting session. Very recently, I had a big commission, that a commission work that I was doing and I bought a bunch of canvases and I was very inspired um, artistically and creatively. I felt really inspired to paint. And I painted one of my favorite paintings of all time. I say that probably about all my paintings, but this is one of my favorite paintings of all time. If you guys want to check it out, it's on my Instagram right now. Um, so if you go to Nina Hogan Art uh, on Instagram, it is the one that is labeled Lost. So uh, it's a blue and kind of like cream colored painting. But anyway, I had such a great experience. Uh, I did get a little emotional because I, I, I tried to drink wine, which I've realized drinking a glass of wine and painting is, it's great. It's a lot of fun, but it oftentimes brings up emotions. <laughs> so, which, I mean, being artistic and being creative kind of always brings up emotions because you're expressing yourself. You know, so it just brings up a little bit more. Uh, but I I dealt with them very well. I was very mature about the emotions that were coming up during this session. But then a few days later, I, I tried to paint again. And I say try. I did. I did paint. But it came with a lot of aggression at myself. I used a lot of paint 
during the session. I completely maxed out my modeling paste. Uh, I made a giant mess. I probably killed two trees with the amount of paper towels that I used. But the end result was I had four pieces. I had three that I reconfigured and made them way better than they were to begin with. And then I had this one that I created from scratch and I'm so in love with it now. And it's my, it's my son's favorite piece. And it was the piece that was challenging me the most that I, I had to take a break from. I had to get some air. Like I was, I was going through all the emotions and there was a part of this where I was creating it, where this old me was trying to come back through and I mean old me, like me when I was my son's age, in my teenage years. And this is the part of self-help that I, I feel a little icky about because we talk about this so much. Like, you know, what do you do to get through a, a crappy time? Or what do you do? Guys, everybody's situation is different. Yes, we're all human. So on some level, we're all the same. But what works for me may not work for you. I'm I'm a tough woman like mentally I've always been a tough woman mentally uh, which is why I can handle doing a sport like Muay Thai because it is very combative it, it can be violent in in some way if you look at it that way it can be very stressful it you're gonna get punched in the face most women don't like that um, but I've always been tough mentally so for me this is a lot easier to do and for me I I told myself that this is not something that needs to happen right now. I don't need this. What I need is to finish this piece or to at least get to a point where I'm okay with it, where I can stop and leave it for the night. And that was another thing. I painted for so long that I was getting like uh, a sore neck and my wrists were starting to hurt. Like I was not taking care of myself either. And the inspiration is like overwhelming sometimes too. Like you just want to get it out. You, you it's like a it's like a drug almost. You want to keep taking it and taking it. But it was coming to be where I was like kind of negatively talking to myself, and it literally lasted for four seconds, four seconds, because I'm just never. I haven't been that person since I was a teenager. And I think the only reason that it's coming up for me right now is because of the weight of the world. The way that the world is kind of spinning on its axis right now, how all the humans are kind of interacting with each other, the crying on TikTok, the constant need for recognition, like all the stuff, right? It is very taxing on a person, especially if you're tender, I'm not tender. I'm a very strong-minded person. I'm a very strong woman. I don't need somebody to pat me on the back all the time. I don't need somebody to coddle me. I don't need somebody to hold me every night. I don't need somebody to wipe my tears away all the time. But there are a lot of people out there that do. They do need that constant reassurance that everything's going to be okay. And while I get it, because I say it a lot on this podcast. I always say everything's going to be okay. There's got to be a time in your life when you are that person for yourself. And it doesn't come from a book. You might get inspired from a book. 
But the consistency of it, the consistency of you being there for yourself is not going to come from an outside source. You have to start being resilient. You have to start being tough. And that's really, some people are going to be like, oh, not everybody can be tough. That's crap. That's a bullshit way to look at your life. You can't be tough. And what is tough? What is toughness? What does that mean? Does it mean you have to go out and learn a martial art? Does it mean physical toughness? No. It means you have the capacity to get through shit. And one of the biggest ways, and I probably have repeated myself 12,000 times just within this episode, but on other episodes. The only way, I'm going to say, this is a strong thing to say, but the only way to get through this life is to stay present. It's the only way you deal with shit. It is the only way that you deal with shit. Because if you're not staying present, you let your past and your future bury you. You let them bury you. You think about your past and your future as bullies. Like, haha, this is what you didn't do. Haha, this is what you're not going to accomplish. And they just beat you up. They tug at you. You know, one's pulling your left arm and one's pulling your right and they're pulling you apart and you're letting them. And your past is only as strong as you allow it to be. Just like your past, just like your present. Your, I mean, your future. Your present is only going to be as strong as you allow it to be. And if you let the past and the future take over, your present ha- doesn't have a fucking chance. Doesn't have a fighting chance. And I know I'm probably going to use some boxing <laughs> references um, and analogies, but it's so true. I mean, and I think that's why I resonate with boxing so much because... If I'm focused somewhere else, I'm going to get my jaw dislocated. I'm going to get my jaw dislocated. And then I'm going to be really fucked up when I get home. I'm not going to be able to be a great mom for my kid or a great wife to my husband or whatever. You know what I mean? Or a good friend to my friend that maybe needs me that night or that next day or whatever. The plans that I have to go see live music that weekend. It's going to fuck up my future. Right? Because I worried about the past, I've now allowed it to shit all over my present. And now it's going to ultimately fuck my future up because now I can't go see that concert. So what's more important? What's more important? Focusing on how your mother talked to you when you were a kid, right? Your past. Focusing on... What new content you're going to create that's going to go viral, that's your future. None of that shit's important until it's in your present. That's the only time that it has importance in your life. I I think I told this story, but I had this stupid human thing happen. This is months and months and months ago where I, my son wasn't with me. He was with his dad and I had this like, you know, me time Saturday morning thing planned for myself. And then I was going to go hang out with my niece and we were going to have lunch and all this. And I got my car, my car wouldn't start. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, what the, like my car, there's nothing wrong with my car. Like my, my car was like new. Like I, what the hell, why would it not start? I'm not in a cold climate anymore. You know, so I didn't know what was going on. So me being my practical, stable self, I have like, you know, insurance where they'll come and 
you know, put jumper cables on and start my car for me. Well, they came out to my house and I found out my battery was dead. Like, dead. And so I had to buy a new battery on the spot. Boom. 200 bones. $200 right then and there. And luckily, I wasn't worried about spending the money. It was something that happened that I was not expecting that I was okay with and semi-prepared for. And I say semi only because, um, you know, nobody's ever prepared to just drop $200 and drop a hat. And I think, pretty sure it was more than $200. I don't think it was $200. It was probably like 280 something like that. But just to have to drop that money like that, you know, not everybody's prepared to do stuff like that. But I was okay. And I believe for the most part, the reason that I was okay because I was not the same person I was. If that would have happened to an early 20s me, it would have ruined my week. It would have ruined my entire week. I would have beat myself up. I, you know, I mean, I just would have done things that are just silly and nonsense. It's just nonsense. It's nonsense to act like that. And that's something, too, that I worry about. Uh, this generation of like late teen, late 20s to early 30s is like, and I don't know how to say this without offending anybody. I really am not trying to offend you guys at all. One of my really close friends is in this age group. It's almost as if this is like an adult, like you guys are throwing adult tantrums. And I don't mean that in the way that it sounds. And this is really hard for me to describe in a way where I am not coming across as I'm judging you because I'm doing this episode to help. So if you are taking it that way, I, I can't help you. Um, but I'm really not. I'm really trying to put this in a perspective where, think about it this way. Some days you don't need self-help. Some days you need to go outside some days you don't need to read boss bitch books. Some days you just need to watch a stupid comedy special or movie or, you know, kiss, make out with your dude or something. You know what I mean? Like just there, it doesn't have to always be working on yourself. Every single day I have to work on myself. Every single day I have to get my shit together. Every single day I have to be a perfect human. No, you do not. And matter of fact, if you keep on that mentality, you are going to be disappointed every single day. And it's going to be really hard for you to not have those breakdowns or those tantrums, as I was saying. I guess breakdown would be a better word than tantrum. Tantrum sounds like I'm belittling you guys or something. I'm not trying to do that. And I'm not saying that it's just this age group. I'm sure it's not. This is just what I'm seeing as a whole is this age group. Um, and I get it. You guys grew up. You guys were like in your t- early 20s when I was in my early 30s. But the world's not much different. Like I said, it's really not. Between then and now, I mean, it's very similar as far as the chaos and government and all this. I mean, it's gotten... Like I said, worse, but it's it's never been 100% peaceful, ever. Not my 41 years of being alive. It's never been peaceful, 100%. So we just have to, we have to realize that 
things, you don't have to be this person that you strive to be, for, be. You just need to be who you want to be. And who is your default? Not who you think your default is. Not because you follow some Instagrammer and you want to be like them. Is that you? Is that you? It's crazy. I saw this video the other day of these girls getting ready to go to a Taylor Swift show. And I mean, more power to Taylor Swift. I mean, she's, she's doing it. But I mean, essentially she's made her fame and her wealth through talking about her personal life. I mean, she's just having girl talk with the world. I mean, really that's what's going on. And, and it's, it's paid off for her for sure. And I hope, I don't know her, so I can't say this for sure. I hope that she's doing it to help young girls and to help girls her own age or help women in general. But is it helping? Is it helping? That's what I'd love to know. Because I see these fans of hers and they're, you know, it's like crazy fandom. And it's the whole celebrity of it and worshiping people. And I don't think that's very healthy. I don't think that's good for your mind. Definitely not good for your mindset to worship someone else. To look up to someone else. To get inspiration from someone else. To be inspired from someone else. But to worship them. And you lose your sense of self. You lose your sense of identity. And it's not just Taylor Swift that people are worshiping. They're worshiping being the perfect mother. Being the perfect wife, being the perfect model, being the perfect content creator, being the perfect... It is exhausting. It's, it's more work than the actual content creation and the actual parenting. The striving for the perfection is way more taxing and exhausting than the actual act of it. And it's because you're not present. When you're going down that dark staircase of loop-de-loop past and future, you are going to fall down the staircase on your ass. And then when you get to the bottom, you're, on, you're in the present moment because you feel pain, right? You feel pain because you hit your ass, you hit your tailbone, now you're, now you're in pain. Now you have no choice but to be in the present moment. And I think that's why there's all these quotes about when you hit rock bottom, you know, there's no other way than up. Well, yeah, because when you hit rock bottom, you're usually in the most pain emotionally, physically sometimes that you've ever been in. And pain makes you wake the fuck up. It makes the past disappear and the future not matter. And you can only be in the present when you experience pain. I think that's why there are some people who like cut themselves. You know, I've heard some people say where they just want to feel alive. It's that, it's that feeling of being present. People, for some reason, cannot figure out how to be present. How to just be. How to just be. Not to need something every second of the day. To need someone every second of the day. To need a like. To need encouragement. To need... A hug. Like, why do you need something every second of the day? You have everything you need. Most of us do. Most of us do. And if you're feeling like you don't, you really need to look at your life and ask if that's true. Ask if that's true. When you, you know, 
I'll use myself, for example. I have everything I need. I have everything I need, but somebody on the outside would say, well, you don't have a husband. But I don't need a husband. (laughs) I want one, yes, when it's right, but I don't need a husband. But some people, just because they're hurting, they think that a flaw in them or a flaw in society by not having a husband at my age, I guess. I don't know. Stupid. They then try to project that bullshit onto me when, when they don't realize is my mindset isn't there. I'm not in that place where I think less of myself because I don't have a husband. And if I did think less of myself because I didn't have a husband, then there is something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. So I have everything I need. I pretty much have everything I want. I mean, there's not much in this life that really makes me happy than what I already have. And that also takes being present. Because if I worried about what I didn't have for years and years, or I worry about what I want that I don't have, Right now, I'm not going to appreciate all the stuff I do have, all the people I have. So I'm going to keep beating this dead horse, guys. I'm going to keep driving this into your brain as much as you listen to this podcast. And I hope that you listen to this. I know it's been over 40 minutes of me going on and on about it. But when I say how fitness has changed my mindset for the rest of my life, it has brought me to the present moment and has made me stay there. So if it's not martial arts, if it's not fitness for you, then it's it's something. All of us have that thing. All of us have that thing. I do know that exercise is the quickest way to bring you into the present moment because you have to be present or you'll fuck yourself up. You have to be present or you'll fuck yourself up. Um, Now, I do know with running, I'm an avid runner. Uh, It can be very meditative, but I go with my son. So there's not a lot of time for thinking about my past or my future because I stay present for him. And he stays present for me. And we have these conversations as we kind of stop and rest for a minute. And then we proceed on. And one thing we've started doing is to go back to that YouTuber I was talking about. Uh, we always say, do what excites. And we, we do a high five before we start running again. And it's just the impact of those words that that YouTuber did for me and my son during our runs. So it's it could be just a phrase like that, that just incorporates a mindset now that I'm going to have when I'm going for a run that I'll incorporate and my son will incorporate all over the map in every area of his life. And I do want to shout out my son. He had a major accomplishment just very recently. He's been super into scooters and skateboarding and he made it down the smaller ramp, the medium sized and smaller ramps already. And then just recently he did the big tall ramp at the skate park and If you know, you know. If you don't know, my son had a pretty gnarly, like, well, I mean, he was, like, really young. And he had a wreck on his bicycle. And ever since then, he was really afraid of anything with wheels. And I couldn't get him on nothing. And because he has these friends in the social group that he meets with, 
he's gotten into skateboarding and scootering and it's so amazing that he has these accomplishments. I'm so proud of him because it's, it's, he's also, he's just facing this giant fear that has kept him paralyzed. And he, it's because he's being inspired by other people and he's taking the action because it's one thing to be inspired. It's another thing to actually do the thing, you know? It's one thing to just be a, pet, a spectator in life. It's a whole other to actually participate. So, again, do what excites, guys. Do what excites. Live in the present moment. I am not stealing Kelly Wakasa's catchphrase. Um, he's probably not going to listen to this. But, guys, go check his YouTube channel out um, if you're into that kind of thing. I'm sorry this was so long. Again, as always, I hope this has helped. I hope that you guys strive for present moments as many as you possibly can have throughout the day because that's all that matters. It's all that matters. So I'm sending you guys so much love and light. Until next time, ciao.